right beautiful people good morning it is 5 15 in the a.m here on the west coast of canada i'm uh, broadcasting out of victoria bc and yes this is the vagrant optimist once again two days in a row recording a podcast god damn look at me go all right well this is all part of uh being consistent and trying to make a habit out of something and uh, that's actually the topic of the day I found my notes on uh, probably one of the best books that I've read this year uh, called Atomic Habits this one was suggested to me by uh, the adventure filmmaker Levi Allen who um, basically recommended it to everybody that he uh, he teaches in his in his filmmaking course and um, yeah it is awesome so uh, I uh, this was one I got from the library and I found it extremely fascinating and I took about 10 pages of notes which I'm gonna share the highlights of and some of the things that I found the most valuable uh, so that's what this episode is all about um, so if you are looking to uh, improve on things and make a good habit out of something um, or even break a bad habit, um, you know, potentially even uh, bad habits that uh, you didn't even consider to be bad, um, that's what this book is all about. Why you want to read this book is basically it offers a lot of simple but effective methods to begin to grow and to maintain habits and um, it's definitely done a lot of good for me so I'm gonna get right into it and uh, go through my notes here okay so I don't think I named the author <laughs> so please forgive me mr. James clear is the name of the author yes James clear um, he's not one of those dudes that I come across a lot uh, on the internet um, but he's out there for sure. He, uh, I, I know for sure he's probably done at least a TED talk or two. And he's got an interesting story. He, he kicks the book off in a really cool way by explaining um, what happened to him in his childhood that uh, led him down this path of becoming an expert in, in habits, in the psychology of, of forming habits and uh, you know why it's difficult to form good habits that are beneficial for us and why it's very easy to form bad habits that uh, control us that we aren't even aware of sometimes and uh, so just the the intro itself of the book of him explaining what happened to him uh, in his early years is it's quite captivating for sure anyways uh, so here are some of the highlights of the book that uh, really really made an impact on me the reason why I picked it up in the first place as I mentioned was it was suggested by Levi, Levi Allen and uh, I picked it up I was trying to um, to really zero in on developing a habit of of writing more and of creating video content on a daily basis because I wanted to relaunch and reignite my my videography business 
and uh, and earn a much better living um, doing videography jobs and uh, and making videos and just get back into that because that's what I'm really passionate about alright so I'm just gonna launch right into the biggest highlight for me of this book was what is called the two-minute rule so the idea here is that when you're starting a new habit you use the two-minute rule which means that it should take less than two minutes to do the habit so whatever that habit is you scale it down into a two-minute version so I'm gonna take the example of working out okay you can easily write that on a list you can set a reminder you can do whatever you did in the past to remind yourself to do a habit okay but for one reason or another that doesn't tend to work every single time you know you start your day and something happens and before you know it the day is over and you haven't done what you set out to do you know you haven't done that simple little habit that you know is supposed to slowly but surely improve your life and you know and it's the biggest piss off when you you know you look at that at the end of the day and it's not checked off the list or you just you just forgot to do it or you just you know didn't get done one way or another and um that hurts man so here is the concept of the two minute rule okay we're going to use working out as our example okay so instead of writing on your phone or setting a reminder to work out each morning or something like that you scale that down to do crunches while the coffee brews alright so you wake up you put on a pot of coffee and while it's brewing instead of dicking around or whatever it is that you do just get down on the floor and start doing crunches or start doing push-ups right make it super simple and here's what's gonna happen as soon as you assume that position of you know getting down on the floor and doing crunches or doing push-ups it's almost impossible to just do a few because once you begin and things start going then it, it gets good right and then you want to just keep it going once you're in to you know it's like once you get wet then you just jump in and so you know let that coffee brew and when it's ready just keep going right just keep continue with that exercise okay let's put this into let's apply this to writing for example another one of the habits that I'm trying to build is to just get into a daily routine of writing at least a little bit right so I used to write um, I used to set a reminder to myself to you know write every morning because the mornings for me are the best I get up I teach my English and then I've got like a gap of usually an hour or two before my wife wakes up where it's like that time is mine and I can do whatever I want so I would try and devote that to reading or writing or something productive, right? That I was trying to build a habit. That was my habit, my habit time. What I found, though, is that, yeah, same thing. You, you just, you get distracted or God knows what happens. But 
if you scale that down from write about the weekend or write an article on yerba mate scale that down into write two sentences about x no problem and what i found is that sitting down to write two sentences is so easy that i would just keep on cruising and in no time at all i would have like two paragraphs and not just two paragraphs of dribble but two paragraphs of something that i was i was happy with and that i wanted to keep on going with so sometimes i would start with two sentences and it would turn into you know I, I would have to actually get up and walk away from what i was doing because it was like my day was beginning and i was still sitting there writing and that feels amazing starting your day doing something that you that you love and that you want to like keep on improving on and to the point where you actually have to remove yourself and you're, you're like a little kid that doesn't want to doesn't want to come home for dinner that feeling is awesome and that's just at the beginning of your day so then the rest of the day is like you're all over it i'll give you one more example here being a videographer and somebody that is trying to make video content every day that exact sentence make video content every day that was a goal something i was trying to make into a daily habit but that sentence right there is very broad right so i took that and i applied the two minute rule and i scaled that down into add one clip of video to the current project that i'm working on the first time you open your computer in the morning so that's that's what it was is that I would start my day, I'd open my computer up, and the first thing I would do before checking email, anything like that, is open up my editing software, go through some clips, and pick one and add it into the timeline of whatever it was that I was editing and working on. And that was it, okay? And some mornings, that's, I, that's exactly what I did. I just added one, I found a clip, I added it in, I scrubbed back, I watched the video, looks good, awesome, okay, that's it. Some mornings. Most mornings, I couldn't leave it at that, and I would just jump right into it and edit, you know, for a solid half hour to up to two hours sometimes. And uh, once again, it just felt amazing because I kind of like would trick myself into getting into that habit. and the results were always great and I would walk away extremely satisfied. Just a little extra note that James Clear puts in the uh, adds to the two-minute rule. He says it may not improve your performance but it reaffirms your identity and that's exactly what it's about is that whatever it is that you're trying to make into a habit of course if you just apply that two-minute rule and that's and that's pretty much all you do you know, you write two sentences or you do, you know, like 10 crunches or something. It, it's not going to improve your performance like right away. But what it's doing is it's reaffirming what you're all about. And that's the most important part. It's the mental game, right? The mental game always comes before the physical game. 
and that feeling of satisfaction he talks about here too. He says, habits can be completed in a few seconds, but they continue to impact your behavior for hours afterward. And that's so true, right? As soon as you like get it done, then it's just like, yes, you know, you check it off. And it's like that gives you fuel to go and do more, you know? Um, so the point is to master the habit of showing up it's not really about mastering the habit. It's just showing up, sitting down and writing that thing or editing or, or you know, just getting down on the floor and doing those push-ups, whatever it is, right? The habit has to be established before it can be improved. Okay, to add to that part about how important it is to show up, there's another highlight here where he says, realize how valuable it is to show up on your bad days lost days hurt you more than successful days help you and just to simply do something is way better than doing nothing so don't put up a zero ever i'm going to say that again don't put up a zero ever okay do something write five words do five push-ups just get at least one punch in on your comfort zone so you can look yourself in the eye and say that you fucking did something right okay now i'm going to flip it around here and i'm going to talk really briefly about bad habits okay and this is something this this is a really cool part of the book because he talks about how bad habits can sort of psychologically just thwart us and just trick us right so listen to this very carefully. As a general rule, the more immediate pleasure you get from an action, the more strongly you should question whether it aligns with your long-term goals. Our performance for instant gratification reveals an important truth about success. Because of how we are wired, most people will spend all day chasing quick hits of satisfaction. And that explains exactly why a lot of people are just absolutely obsessed with um, social media and why people are just glued to their phones and and they don't even realize it you know it's 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 like I, I'm guilty of the exact same thing man I like I, I've I've wasted countless hours on Instagram uh, and it's just like I can't believe that that's me like the, it's I'm just like what you know and when you're not on your phone when you're when you're unplugged from it and you look around and you see all these people in public just like absorbed completely you know buried faces buried in those things it's you you feel like you're you're watching the zombie apocalypse but then you know when you pull out your phone the same thing happens and uh it's it's pretty crazy so that's uh that's sort of a little bit of a of a view into that and he goes on to talk about how we repeat bad habits because they serve us in some way. And a lot of times, that way isn't obvious at all. It's, it's a small little psychological thing that we're not even aware of. And that's how it gets us. It's because we don't even see it as a bad habit. We don't even see it as a habit at all. But it is. And it keeps growing, growing, growing behind our backs. So this book has a lot of, of solutions and uh, methods for both growing good habits and killing bad habits. Um, this, the best one that I found was this. It's all about environment, okay? So you need to create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. So you reduce the friction for good habits because when friction is low, habits are easy. 
and to kill your bad habits you increase the friction because obviously where friction is high bad habits are difficult so an example here is like if if you're into pornography and it's kind of become a problem where it's just every time you you get on a computer or you're on the internet you have a tendency to go look at porn or something so you know increase the friction of that like like block yourself from all that stuff actually set up the parental controls and just like you know make a, a insane password or something and and just try and block like every site so that you know it gets harder and harder and it's not so streamlined to just like look at pornography basically you know you want to wh whatever the habit is make it hard to reach make it hard to get to and because that gives your mind more time to just be like dude what are you doing like when you're like what are you really doing right now you're 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 like you know putting 12 chairs together to to climb up to this thing to 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 reach the top of the cookie jar or something that's the weirdest example i think i've ever heard of 12 chairs to reach a cookie jar how how small are you and i don't know where that came from but anyway uh you get the idea right make it difficult to do the thing that is that you know is not good for you so when you're when you're in one of those great moments of just like i'm i'm gonna take on the world and you're just feeling amazing that's the time when you go and you you set all those all those uh, uh blockades to stop you from from doing the the bad things doing the bad habits that reminds me one of the first things that he touches on in this book is talking about uh environment you know the things that we're surrounded by he says our behavior is not defined by the objects in the environment but by our relationship to them and this was super in interesting for me he said stop thinking about an environment filled with objects and more about it filled with relationships so like even just in this moment take a couple of seconds and look around where you are especially if you're at home right what is in your space and what's your relationship with everything in that space right and uh, try to identify the things in the space and and you know uh, is this a good relationship that you have does this do these things individually do they offer you pleasure do they offer you you know what what are they how do they really serve you right and if there is anything that doesn't totally serve you in a good way then get rid of it you know put the things in your space that stimulate the person that you want to be and the things that you want to achieve and throw out all the stuff that stimulates holding you back that you know has or gives you uh like a what's the word i'm looking for like a a, a a parasitic relationship yeah get rid of those things you know they talk about getting rid of people like the parasites in your life think about the things in your life that are parasitic relationships um so so that's another thing just start looking at the objects and the things in your environment in terms of not what it is but the relationship that you actually have with it and uh it's a pretty interesting viewpoint okay i really feel like i'm getting a little bit uh sort of john tesh radio show here so i'm just gonna read 
the highlights, the rest of the highlights, and try not to interject my own uh, my own stuff. Okay. Uh, so here's here's about a flow state. A flow state is the experience of being in the zone. Okay, we all know what that's about. And to be fully immersed in an activity. That's like the greatest feeling in the world. So dig this though. Scientifically, it is quantified that to achieve a flow state, a task must be roughly 4% beyond your current ability. Anything you do that is just outside your ability will stimulate flow state motivation. How cool is that? And to me, that kind of makes sense, right? It's, it's just sort of, it's within your wheelhouse, but it's, it's, well, it's just outside of your wheelhouse, I guess. And uh, it forces you to reach. You know, if it's beyond 4%, then you might lose interest. And then he throws up a quote by Machiavelli here, which I've never heard before. It says, men desire novelty to such an extent that those who are doing well wish for change as much as those doing badly. Think about that one for a second. This is why craving is so important. You know, I, I used to think that craving was a bad thing. You know, I, oh, I have a craving for chocolate cake, and it normally had something to do with food. James Clear uh, talks about here about craving as um, it's a good thing because it's with craving, we are dissatisfied, but we're driven. And without craving, we are satisfied and we lack ambition. So, yeah, craving is a powerful thing when, you, when it's used the right way. You know, if you're craving uh, something, a lot of times you're focusing on the feeling more than the actual thing itself. And uh, it, that could be extremely powerful. And that also leads to being satisfied and being happy with things. And that's the next highlight here. Happiness is the absence of desire. So think about this for a minute. When you observe a cue but do not desire to change your state, you're content with the situation. And basically what that means is that, uh, is, is that happiness is not really the obtainment of pleasure, but it's more the lack of desire, right? You don't desire anything, so you're, you're chill, you're happy, right? Um, it, but the, the catch is, is that happiness, it's usually fleeting because a new desire eventually always comes along, right? Y you can't just, well, I mean, the Buddha could sit and be happy forever. That's, that's how he, you know, achieved enlightenment, I guess, right? But for most of us, it's, uh, there's always something else is going to come along. You're always going to have another desire, something that you want. And so he says that happiness is, oh, actually, no, actually, James Clear didn't say this. Uh, this dude named Kayad Budris. Hope I got your name right, Kayad or Mr. Boudris. I think Boudris is good. Kayet, probably not. Anyways, C-A-E-D. He said, happiness is the space between one desire being fulfilled and another one forming. Poof, so true. So as you can tell, we kind of went down the path of habits and went right into psychological, you know, talk of happiness and desire and cravings and stimulation and all that stuff but that comes with the territory you need to you need to dive into that stuff to understand how your brain works and how habits are formed um, so but in closing here i'm going to leave you with two things okay this is the this is the main the main concept of the entire book forming habits are 
a continuous process. There is no finish line and there is no permanent solution. James Clear has made four laws of behavior change that are always there to use and to improve on. And the whole book uh, revolves around these four laws. So when you're forming a habit, a good habit, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. And I'm going to leave you with that because he dives so deep into that and uh, you know has each, uh, each uh, part of the book uh, based on one of those laws. And uh, man, it is a good read and it will help you for sure. So in closing, one last quote here from Mr. James Clear. Whatever it is that you're trying to build a habit on, you're trying to build a habit to obviously be better at it and to improve at it and, uh, you know, hopefully to be one of the best at whatever it is that that is. You know, if it's just for, uh, for health or something, then, you know, try and be the best at being healthy. Not the best in the world, but the best for yourself, you know. And so in order to do that, you need to think like a professional, okay? Think like as if you're getting paid to do it. And in doing so, remember this, that professionals stick to the schedule and amateurs let life get in the way. So don't be a fucking amateur, okay? When it comes to your own life, please think about that. Get real and stay real, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>